show from a heavy metal perspective. From Danzig to death, to Dark Throne to Dr. Shrinker. Buckle up, things are about to get heavy. This is the Metal Podcast. Let's rock and roll. Welcome to the Metal Podcast. We've got a big show for you today. And I am, of course, DJ, and I'm joined with, as always, the man behind the one-man band. You can check out his first album from Ancestors Call. AC, how are you doing today? I'm doing good to uh, <laughs> sa- save some words. Just doing good. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad to hear that, you know, and... um like I said, we got a big show. You know, it is just the two of us, kind of, kind of like the song. But yeah. before we get into it, you know, I want to uh, let you know a little bit what's going on behind the scenes on some of our social media. So I had posted this uh, uh, this meme, if you will, which has uh, David Bowie and Lemmy of Motorhead, and it, it says, "We paid for music and got this." It's David Bowie and Lemmy, and then. <laughs> You don't want to pay, so you get this. It's a picture of Justin Bieber, Nicki Minaj, and Kanye. And some people, you know, uh, it, I did get the responses um, all positive to, to that uh, that meme. And this one guy, you know, he goes, haters going to hate, but Bieber is a talented individual. How many people in here play multiple instruments? And I thought that's the Bieber thing is kind of interesting because what we are going to get into, um, you know, one of the, the mentors, uh, you know, mentored Bieber. And, and then we also got called um, Boomers. <laughs> I said, okay, Boomer. Uh, and it's from a guy who literally looks like way older than us, who's probably a Boomer. So I thought that was kind of funny. But um, yeah, people don't understand that. Like, th- this is what replaced metal. And this stuff is marketed so heavily and made so accessible that, yeah, like, you know, like Abe and Eubanks had said, uh, Kelly Clarkson's guitarist said, yeah, you, you eventually start saying, oh, this is this is like, this is okay, this isn't that bad, or you might even start liking it. But, yeah, uh, 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 yeah. so some people are like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna listen to metal. Well, that's nice, but wouldn't you rather that be in the mainstream? Like, you don't see a problem with, with this? <laughs> well, well, not just that, but well, you're, you're gonna listen to metal. Yeah, well, everyone else around you is not listening to metal. And eventually you're going to be weird for listening to metal and not just that, but all those metal bands that you like. Yeah. They're those guys. One, they're either going to start retiring or they're just going to continue dying off. We lost many metal legends and it's not to drugs and alcohol abuse, but it's just natural causes from age. Like a lot of people. Yeah, sure. They did do the drugs and, and the alcohol, but you know, the, these guys are 70 years old and like, eventually we're going to have like Iron Maiden. We're, we're going to Nico McBrain is, is going to turn 80 this year or sorry, not, not this year, this the, decade. In a few years. Yeah. In, this in, yeah, yeah. In this decade. Yeah. In, in five years, Nico McBrain is going to turn 80 and he's probably going to stop playing drums before then. And yeah, if he's like, <laughs> if, if, well, and if he's not able to play drums, do you think Iron Maiden's just going to get like a a, a thirty year old replacement? A lot of bands have done that, where it's like it's one guy, and then like okay, it's it's me that guy, you know, and then three young people, and that, that that's the band now. 
Iron Maiden's probably not going to do that. They are probably going to officially retire. Mm-hmm. They're going to be practicing one day, and Nick Nico McBrain is going to be winded. And then they're going to be like, okay, I think we can only do this one more time. And they're going to announce their farewell tour. And it's not like the who saying like, oh, this is our farewell tour. We're getting old. We're 36 now. Farewell. (laughs) Like the the first of many farewell tours, like these, these bands. And I think most people that we know, they have never, ever experienced a band doing a genuine farewell tour because they can't do it anymore. And you're going to start seeing that. So when you say like, well, I'm just going to listen to metal. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're going to listen to metal and you're not going to be able to see them live ever. You're not going to see a a single metal show. If you want to go to, you want to see some live music. Okay. Well, you, you can, you can go uh, either pay $2,000 to see Taylor Swift sing the most generic uncreative pop songs, or you can uh, pay uh, $800 to see uh, Nicki Minaj sing about um, s- stretching her lady parts with <laughs> twenty different guys. That like pick pick like literally uh, pick your poison. This this is what you get. Like you you people don't understand. Mm-mm, don't get you it. you are being replaced. Okay, this is replacing you. Yeah, and speaking about Nicki Minaj, someone also commented, like, obviously you don't know if they are great women, but if, for example, let's say Nicki Minaj comes to you for a paid collab of $100,000, maybe you're not going to say no. And I'm like, I will say no. Selling my soul is worth more than $100,000. Yeah. <laughs> These people don't get it. Like, and now how would that help? And now $100,000 and 46 and a cents. Couple bullets right. the- <laughs> now we're talking. No, well, the yeah. bullets are inevitable. Yeah. Well, and Nico McBrain, he's literally at the age where it's like getting close to being unsafe to like have a surgery. Like he's gonna play yeah. drums for like you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That's and it might it might come down to he just gets tonight uh, uh, tendonitis. Sure, and 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 then or a, a shoulder impingement, and yeah, and he just he needs a shoulder replacement. Like, well, he may have a bad reaction to the anesthesia. We probably, we can't, we can't do this. Like, and, and when I say this, Nico McBrain is probably taking care of himself that he's going to live a long life. Like these guys are all in very good shape considering mm-hmm. their age, but there's a difference between like, oh, I'm going to go, uh, play golf with Dave Murray today <laughs> versus I'm going to do a world tour. Uh, yeah. Like, no. like it, it is, it is, a, it's a really hard lifestyle. Like just like constantly like getting on planes and buses and just, just all that traveling and all that prep. It, it is, it is taxing. Like, I'm not going to say all oh, those guys deserve everything they get because they're doing the hard work. No, 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 no. But it is still hard nonetheless. And, yeah. and, and also another thing is a lot of these bands, because you're the only one listening to metal. Well, there's going to be no demand for these bands to play near you. So these bands, it's just not going to be worth it for them to tour. The only ones that will be able to tour are going to be Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, uh, Judas Priest, even though like they're like this. Yeah. They're getting up there too. Uh, no, yeah, well, Cause I was thinking, cause, cause the drummer is relatively young. Uh, the the two guitar players are relatively young. Bass players, it's a pretty simple job, but it's 
it's Rob Halford can still sing, but again, uh, he, Rob Halford will probably be the next person to go. If I had to pick like who's going to die next from natural causes, like Rob Halford is, is my pick. Rob Halford is all is on his years, but again, you know, Glenn Tipton, he has Parkinson's. So like mm. there, there's your first old man disease. And Parkinson's sure. is, it's no joke. It, it's a, a horrible thing to happen to, but Glenn Tipton cannot perform. He comes out and he plays like breaking the law and living after midnight or something. Like he plays yeah, like super it. simple yeah. songs. He just plays two songs. That's it. Yeah. And it, and it, and it's like, it's almost like, like they, they roll him out in a wheelchair. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's weird. Like it's almost like, like it's, there, there is a thing called Geritol Follies. It was like I can't remember what it what it was called, but it was pretty much these old people doing like an hour and a half pageantry, and it was just kind of an excuse to give old people something to do. And I'm talking like like eighty year olds, like maybe somewhere like in their sixties, but for the most part, it was like late seventies, eighty year olds, like really old people, and it was. It was more just like, hey, let's go see grandma or grandpa do this thing. Like, oh, yeah, they worked on this. And it's just, it's a nice thing for them to do. It's like, oh, let's go see Glenn Tipton, like, struggle to play really simple songs when this guy used to rip on guitar. Like, it's, it's, it's sad. And that's, that's all that you have. So, like, so this attitude of, well, I'm just going to listen to metal. Yeah, not for long, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. You, you and, stupid idiot! Yeah, no, it's it, it is it is gross. It, like it you is got too bad. like you really you really don't get it. Like it is the you're you're being an ostrich, like putting your head in the ground. And and if this is your attitude, then I do not ever want to hear you say music today is sucks. Everything sucks. (laughs) Well, well, here you go. If it, if it's so bad, why is it so popular? Well, that doesn't mean anything. Of course it doesn't really mean anything, but this is what people are listening to. They turn the metal off and everything about this is an inversion of good. And we'll get into Mm -hmm. that, but finish your, finish your point. Well, I, I think I think we we covered covered that point. Uh, but I was going to, uh, as a little segue with the the Bieber thing, kind of, I wanted to list a few articles I have in front of me. And if if you could you can uh, pick which one you'd like to start with, or you know, I do tend to get ahead of myself. But but you know, here here we go. Here's my first article I got. Sean Diddy Combs used to take fourteen year old Usher to wild parties. Sean Diddy Combs faces another lawsuit accused of sexual assault and revenge porn. Will Usher and Justin Bieber finally expose Diddy? Cat Williams implies Diddy offered him $50 million for lewd act. Uh, A fourth woman who was a minor at the time accuses Sean Diddy Combs of sexual assault. Uh, We also got Justin Bieber reveals how Diddy molested him and Usher. Uh, The the controversial claims surrounding R. Kelly and Jay-Z's past. And we got Diddy accused of rape by R&B singer Cassie, who alleges a decade of disturbing abuse. Oh, wait, I got one more. 
the dark underbelly of Hollywood, a closer look at the cost of fame. <laughs> well, that last one is kind of interesting because the way uh, Hollywood is spelled, all the O's have pentagrams in them. So I thought that was that was kind of in, interesting with the whole, you know, Satanism as the, the inversion or perversion of normalcy. And, you know, it's, you know, take your pick, well, yeah. but there's a lot of articles here that, uh, you know, it's, it, it's more of like pattern recognition or, or well, let's, let's <laughs> rewind though. Again, okay. like you're, you're leaving out some context. Like we, okay. we didn't, we did as you do, but we didn't <laughs> just decide like, Hey, I wonder if P Diddy raped anybody. Let's check the internet. Actually, <laughs> lately there have been a lot of accusations about inappropriate behavior with P Diddy and it had nothing to do with Usher and Justin Bieber, but, as all of these accusations have come out against P Diddy or Diddy as I guess he's known Mr. Today. Combs, Sean Combs. <laughs> well, he doesn't like to be called that. That's oh, disrespectful. Oh, Just oh, okay. Diddy, please. Okay. Yeah, all right. Okay. The founder of many uh, lucrative businesses and the producer of many large hits. Just Diddy. Uh, uh, star of mega film hit uh, Get Him to the Greek. P Diddler? Well, that's that's uh, who his <laughs> who he is actually, and that will be his his legacy. But as all these accusations came to light, all these past experiences that he had have also begun to begun to resurface, and many of these things have they they've been documented throughout the years, but people don't tend to pay attention to everything. So someone can say something like there is a, there's a, a clip of Courtney love from, I believe 2005 or six. It's, it's sometimes in the mid two thousands where she said, Hey, young women, if you're invited to Harvey Weinstein's hotel room, do not go. So these, these, they're called open secrets in these industries. Everyone knows about this. And I found this article. Diddy says he and Usher used to sleep together and wrestle over frosted flakes. Now, this was published on December 20th, 2012. So this is a this is eleven years ago. So this is this is this has been around for a while. And there's been some very odd stories with Diddy and Usher, he, he met him at 14. Uh, he had taken him to weird parties. Like when I say weird parties, I don't mean like, ah, oh, go mingle over there. Enjoy the platters and, and, uh, and, and the punch and the music. No, no, like, like sex and drug parties. And, uh, and his relationship with Justin Bieber was also very strange. Uh, allegedly he lived with them for a year when he was only 15. So Diddy has a, a very dark past and not just his association with the, the feud with death row records, as we talked about in a previous episode, ghosts can't do it. But uh, Jamie Foxx talked about Puffy Combs and his all men secret parties. It, and this was uh, in a, uh, a leaked video. So J Jamie Foxx had a, a little medical issue. And this is a weird thing about TikTok. Is TikTok is 
where everything goes viral now. So this is where people are digging up all these old things that have essentially been a a memory hold by by the media. Yeah. And then, uh, so this, this video has an interview when Howard Stern and co-host Robin Quivers interviewed the the R and B singer about Usher and his beginnings in New York city when he went and lived with Puff Daddy when he was a teenager, addressed the parties and celebrations that they had at the so-called Flavor Camp. So Usher talked about Flavor Camp on the Howard Stern Show. Without being too specific, Usher spoke about how he got to know the lifestyle, but did not know if he would participate and indulge since it was pretty wild. So this is kind of that the the rock star mentality. Like you you know, like, oh yeah, yeah, these are you know, these are the rock stars. You know, there's gonna be drugs, there's gonna be women, there's gonna be drinking. Yeah, it's it's gonna be crazy. But when he says it's pretty wild, it's probably more wild than he thought. And that's that means it was probably not just like, oh, here's here's some pot, here's some coke, you know, here's some here's some uh crystal. Here's some girls, but it's probably like, here's a bunch of underage boys and here's a a few grown men watching them like get naked and, and have at it. And like to say like, it's pretty wild. Well, Usher sold his soul. So that, I mean that he's, he's not about to, to, to blab about all these secrets. So this is just another guy who. He got millions and millions. He became a huge yeah. star. And now here's, here's P Diddy here. Sorry. Diddy you say like, here's this, this party P Diddler Diddler. And later in the video, it was suggested that Sean Puffy Combs and Usher used to share a bed when Usher was just 10 years old and they would wrestle for frosted flakes. Now, again, the video is edited. The featured interviews seem legitimate, but the internet is full of mysteries. And that, that's kind of the truth is, especially in this age of deep fakes and it just, all these people are liars in general. Who, who knows where truth is and where lies are. So it's probably somewhere in the middle. Now, a lot of this stuff is, is Usher kind of saying like, oh yeah, it's pretty wild. That that could that could be as tame or as violent as you might think. Like maybe oh, it's pretty wild. Like people were drinking Dr Pepper all night and eating a lot of candy. Oh, it was wild. Like it could have been pretty innocent because he was he was young and for the time. Or it could be uh, pretty wild. They were they were bringing out animals, killing them, and performing sexual acts on them. It was, <laughs> it was wild. Who knows what that means? There's no details given. Uh, Usher might take this to his deathbed, or who knows? Maybe this will all be exposed when Usher is 60 years old. And this is just the Usher side. So. Yeah, and yeah. Usher yeah. is going to be performing at this year's Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, again, Usher is, is Usher is a big star. Oh yeah, Usher. Uh, how many Grammys has Usher won? That's the real question. I'm yeah, I'm probably, sure he's probably. won several. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm just, sure. just doing a, a just a just a a quick glance. Yeah, so I'm just on his Wikipedia, uh, just looking at his his filmography. 
he's been in a, a lot of stuff. He's been in a lot of TV. I'm going to guess a, most of it is probably like he's just himself to, like talking about whatever. Like, yeah, like America's Got Talent. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's been around for 20 up, years like, or so. He's that's, been around longer than that. Longer than that. Yeah. I mean, all right. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you. Yeah, he, but he's he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, his first album is 1994. Oh, 30 years. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's, wow, on, okay. he's on. Yeah. Yeah. I missed a but decade yeah, there, you know. It's a little hazy. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's okay. It's wild all parties. to the head that you took. <laughs> yeah, all those wild parties. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying, to, trying to find uh, just the, li- oh, the list of accolades that that he's won because i'm sure okay my way that was the one that was popular let's just see uh and it doesn't look like i mean i'm sure he's won some grammys because i remember there's that song that yeah yeah yeah, yeah oh, he's gonna play yeah. at the super bowl they made a point to say that yeah don't worry everybody yeah, he's gonna do it yeah. yeah did they did they say that isn't that song just called yeah yeah it is called yeah yeah <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> oh, okay there you go. okay so uh, so that the the album confessions by usher i'm just guessing that's the one that had that song yeah on it oh uh, it had one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen producers on the album how hard is it to produce okay. an album that's named. So yeah. okay, so so he he won for this album. He got a Grammy Award for Best Contemporary R and B Album. I'm just trying to see if this is okay. Yes, the first single is it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Poetry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. There we go. He got he got a, yeah yeah yeah. He got a he got a Grammy. Found it. There it is. So yeah, he's a huge star. So this, I mean, he's performing at the Super Bowl. This is this is not this is not something where he's like, eh, you know, Usher. He he released an album, had a few songs off it that were pretty popular, and then he kind of disappeared for a long time. Like, no, this guy, he was having wild parties with P Diddy at, at when he was fourteen, and he used to wrestle with him for Frosted Flakes at ten. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, I don't know what that very means. weird. But I feel like that's in code. Yeah, yeah <laughs> yes, you do. You know what that means. <laughs> I, no, he okay. So <laughs> Diddy, Diddy was no matter how you interpret it. He wrestled he in was, college. <laughs> well, I don't know if he wrestled. I mean, he probably did wrestle in college, but wrestling is a euphemism. Yeah, yeah. And right. let's, let's just say he probably uh, wrestled below his weight class. <laughs> And but, beyond the, his age group. <laughs> well, well, I mean, that's what I was getting at. Below, okay. no, not beyond his age group. Below his age. Below, group. Yes, there it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. But what I was saying is, if if Diddy knew Usher at ten, then that means Usher ha- was already connected. And this goes back to our hypothesis of like people are made. Like, mm-hmm. like no, no one works hard, pulls themselves up by their bootstraps and makes a name for themselves. They don't nose to the grindstone and one day you'll be a success. It, it doesn't happen. You, like pe- people are almost 
given permission to be stars. Cause a lot of, a lot of these songs, they're, they're just so uninteresting. All of them. Like, yeah, I, I, I just, I have to look up this song. Yeah. Like it, it has its own Wikipedia entry. I just want to see. No, no, I'm just gonna, I just want to see like the ratings, like they're like the reviews. Okay. So I can't find any reviews of it, but because I, I was really expecting like Rolling Stone gives it 10 out of 10, like stuff like that. Okay. Let's see just what how the album confessions oh, does. Got a great yeah, so, R&B. Yes. Yeah. Well, Metacritic gave it a 71 out of a hundred. That's an aggregate. Uh, All music gave it five stars. Blender gave it three stars. Entertainment Weekly gave it B plus. The Guardian gave it two stars out of five. LA Times, four stars out of five. New Zealand Herald, four stars out of five. Pitchfork. That's an interesting name for a, a media <laughs> outlet. Nine, nine out of ten. Q. Q. QAnon gives it three out of five stars. Rolling Stone gave it three out of five stars. USA Today gave it four and a half out of five stars. The Vibe gives it 3.5 out of 5. Now, this is the weird thing to me is how are the reviews so all over the place? I'm, like, I, I'm serious about that. Because uh, most of these people, they're kind of the, the same mentality as far as how they look at any kind of media, whether it's like movies, TV, music, news. So don't you think it would be a little more consistent? You, you would think, but... Again, uh, the song named Yeah, that says Yeah 500 times. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think an AI could write that song? Oh, man. It would make Here's it better. <laughs> that, that's, that was my next question. Do you think AI could write a song that stupid? I feel like the AI, AI would actually try a little harder. Yeah, yeah sure so would. The, the, the album sold 1.096 million copies in the first week of release. So this is his reward for letting P Diddy groom him. So his first album was at the age of 16. So this is, this is two years after P Diddy's uh, grooming parties and six years after wrestling for frosted flakes. <laughs> So I, I want to read this real quick though. At, at age 10, Usher joined an R and B local quintet called the new beginnings, which was organized by local music promoter, Daryl Wheeler. Usher recorded 10 songs with the group in 91 and the ensuing album new beginnings featuring Usher Raymond. The fourth was only made available regionally and by mail order. However, Patton took him out because according to her, it was a bad experience. The album was re-released nationally in April 2002 by Hippo Records. Now, this is the thing that's uh, a little interesting to me. At age 13, Usher met A.J. Alexander at a local talent show in Atlanta. Alexander, who at the time was Bobby Brown's bodyguard, would take Usher around and have him perform in parking lots and talent shows. Alexander invited Bryant Reed, an A&R representative from LaFace Records, to see Usher perform on the talent show star search following the performance. He arranged an audition for usher with LA Reed, the co-founder of LaFace. 
Reed signed Usher on the spot to a contract with the record company after Usher sang Boys to Men hit record End of the Road. Usher's mother left her job as a medical technician to manage his career. Usher was introduced to the public on Call Me a Mac, a song he recorded for the soundtrack album to the 1993 drama romance film Poetic Justice. During this time period, the young Usher first met Chili of TLC, his labor uh, his label mate whom he would later date. Now, <laughs> what did you what did you notice about this? Oh, he, he was on a soundtrack <laughs> just to start out. <laughs> uh, you already you already failed. No, what did I miss? You missed that it just completely leaves out that he met P Diddy. Oh yeah. This this goes back to the, to the Rihanna thing and and the the many deep dives that we have done or there were rather the shallow dives not so deep but the dives that we've done on rappers where it just leaves out how they meet these people mm-hmm. like okay I'll, I'll say this he met this guy at, at a local talent show okay I can see that possibly happening but if at ten years old let let, let me make sure I I read this right. Uh, Diddy says he and Usher used to wrestle together over frosted flakes. Okay. All right. That seems like that would be something you would want to put on the Wikipedia. Usher meets, how did he meet him at 10 and what's P Diddy doing? Like going around looking for little boys. I guess that's what you do, huh? <laughs> now, see, now someone could make the argument, well, Usher is a really good singer and a good performer. Okay, maybe so. Maybe so. But how 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 many of those people exist that are over 18 that are probably much easier to find with established musical careers? Like, well, not necessarily careers, but they they've made their name doing local shows like uh like motley crew you know they they did put their nose to the grindstone and they kind of developed their reputation and their first show they did i believe was sold out hmm. so the people took notice of them because they were big locally that that's that's how how it went but here's p diddy how i don't i don't know how old he is I have to look this up. So, uh, P P Diddy is mentioned here, by the way. So P Diddy is 54. He's nine years older than Usher. So yeah, at 19. Yeah. He's, so he's wrestling in college. He's wrestling (laughs) these little little boy here. Now it does say eventually August, August 30th, 1994, LaFace released Usher self titled debut album behind co-executive production of Sean P Diddy Combs. But it leaves out that he met him at ten. That seems pretty important to to to, you know, possibly put that in. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's Maybe like wow, you <laughs> you knew P Diddy. You you met him as like in night because the album came out ninety four. So he he met him in nineteen eighty so all of these people, they just somehow know these people. It happens every time. Every time someone's a megastar, 
they just somehow they they meet someone and this this is why i think so many people really believe like you just get discovered oh p diddy just discovered usher he just yeah he discovered him in his bed naked Mm. they they, you don't just discover little boys (laughs) Uh, no, I'll play. I'll play devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah, I'll play devil's advocate. Maybe some people do. Like someone is just like, I want to, you know, start a label or something. Like I, I want a, a a stable of stars, like something like that. Like, hey, let's some something, okay? And then I got an idea. I'm going to go to like local talent shows and see if there's like people there or something like that. And then you see someone and then you happen to, to see someone at a good day and like, Hey, I think you could be a star. And then from there, maybe they get some local airplay and then they just blow up from there. Maybe that happens, but that's, that doesn't seem to be the case ever. It, it's just, it's just always all these mega stars just coincidentally all know these, these huge producers, these, these CEOs, these label executives, they always do. Rihanna is still the biggest mystery. And the reason I, I I'm playing the devil's advocate here is like, it could happen, but when P Diddy has all these weird stories about rape and Cat Williams. Cat Williams is also like a crazy person. Like people like to <laughs> yeah. pretend, no, no, he's spewing the truth. Like, no, he's always been crazy. He's always been a drug addict. He's always like what like saying P Diddy offered him 50 million to do lewd acts. Yeah, I I am very doubtful of that. But only the number. One person who's powerful gets accused of rape. Hey, you know, that's enough to take someone down. And it's also enough to get some money from someone. But when there's multiple accusations Mm -hmm. and there's stories that go back years, I found something from 2005, like an old forum post of someone talking about, uh, P Diddy and Usher having sex together. Uh. Like, and that was 2005. And the, uh, so these, these stories have been around like, and there, and there's, you know, there's, and there's weird stories of, of uh, Dr. Dre and Eminem having sex and like all, all sorts of weird stuff that's like Hollywood satanic homosexuality is not a new thing. And Hollywood child molestation is not a new thing. So these stories all compound. So it just makes me very skeptical that P Diddy saw a talented youngster and thought, I think I can turn this person into a star, especially when you have so many Hollywood stories of this person is bigger than ever. Oh, it turns out they were groomed and they were uh, forced to have sex with all these producers and whatever like that. It's just, it's just a, the, the classic Hollywood story. And Usher was very big for a short period of time. He never lost popularity. He's always just kind of been around since then, but this, this, these are the dues that you pay to make it in 
in show business. Yeah, and that's why I said a hundred thousand dollars is not going to be worth selling selling my soul for. for the, like, there's a lot more entails. There's a lot more. Yeah, that exactly. That's what it. That's what it comes down to. Like if Nicki Minaj said to us, like, "Hey, for a hundred thousand dollars, would you be in this thing?" It's, what What do we have to do? And 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 that's what it came down to. If it's like, okay, well, you you have to you have to do all the horrible things that Lizzo. Made made her crew uh, do like no, I'm not getting molested for a hundred thousand dollars. But if it no. was like for a hundred thousand dollars, you just have to say that this brand of coffee is the best coffee you've ever had. Like okay, all right, like sure, yeah, yeah, I'll do something like like I'll take an endorsement with Nicki Minaj, but it's never that simple. Mm-hmm, it's exactly. never that simple. Yep. Especially with in the this day and age, be, and it, it, it's all because of the internet. Like the these things, like going back to that that old forum post from two thousand five of, of someone saying P Diddy and Usher were having sex. That stuff has been around, and not that many people really used the internet as a world wide web back then. But now, because of YouTube. And TikTok mm-hmm. and Facebook and X, formerly formerly Twitter, all these things they, they can you can unearth all of these dirty secrets that have been around, and they and they spread now. So now it's it's just slowly coming out. Like, yep, this person sold their body for fame, and they're to a lesser extent, or rather a greater extent, their soul. Cause that's really what selling your soul is. It's not like in the Simpsons where, you know, Bart just writes on a Bart. piece of paper, <laughs> Bart's soul and he sells it to Millhouse, and like weird things happen. Like these people have no free will. So that's the thing is when we were created, we were given free will. These people don't have it. They are, they do everything that they're told. And a lot of the times that means you allowing their bodies to be used mm. by the people in positions of power. Yeah. Um, and even to add to the point I had found um, in a 2012 interview with Oprah Winfrey, Usher confessed that Combs exposed him to drugs and sex parties. When he was still a teenager, he said he felt pressured to participate in things that he was not ready for. And that he regretted some of his choices. He also said that Combs was not a good role model for him. And that he had to distance himself from him to find his own identity. And then Justin Bieber had a similar encounter with Combs when he was 15 years old. In 2009, Bieber was discovered by Usher on YouTube. Yeah, discovered by Usher. And Usher became his protege. Usher introduced him to Combs, P. Diddy, who invited him to his parties and gave him expensive gifts, such as a Lamborghini, but according to Bieber's mother, Patty Mallet, Combs also tried to corrupt her son with drugs and alcohol. Uh, and I guess there's a 2023 YouTube video entitled Justin Bieber's Mom Speaks Out, Usher and Diddy's Impact on His Life Exposed. Mallet, uh, Bieber's mom, claims that Combs offered Bieber cocaine and marijuana at his parties and encouraged him to drink champagne. She says she was horrified by what she saw and that she had to intervene to protect her son from Combs' influence. Well, she obviously didn't. 
Uh, and then it says both uh, Usher and Bieber have since moved on from their relationships with Combs and have achieved tremendous success in their careers, but they have also faced, cha faced uh, challenges and struggles along the way, such as addiction, depression, and legal issues. Oh, got to worry about that mental health after all that. I also want to interrupt briefly. Yeah, go for Re it. Do, do you remember when Justin Bieber first came onto the scene and he was just like this dopey kind of do I like, whoa, <laughs> kind of kid? Yeah, the Bieber hair or whatever. Sure, sure. But, uh, but like when he first came out, like he was just like this weird. He's a kind of <laughs> yeah like but, but he was just kind is of cool like, well yeah but he was just kind of like this like doe-eyed kind of goofy silly stupid kid and then do you remember his deposition i don't okay so there was a video of him getting a deposition taken for one of his legal problems and he's just being a total punk like he is being super defiant. He's, he's a, he is a different person. Okay. And you can mm. say like, well, you know, he was a kid versus whatever. Um, uh, it, it was probably only like three or four years after he burst onto the scene and you really don't change that much. Like what I've really found is people don't change that much from who they were in high school. Like you, 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 you just kind of refine what you're good at and you kind of slowly purge what you're bad at. Like that's, that's the, the pattern that I've seen with most people. Like you're not kind of like, oh, oh you're, uh, and I'll get, I'll almost, uh, interrupted myself with what I'm getting at. You almost are never like, oh, I'm a happy go lucky kind of, oh, gee whiz kind of guy. And then you turn into like a cynical, dark, depressing jerk, unless something traumatic happens mm. to you. Okay. I see what you're getting at. Yeah. So like for like, he was just kind of like, Hey everybody, I'm just to be to, to being this like total jerk. And, and someone could make the argument like, well, now he's got fame and fortune. So, you know, it corrupted him. Like, really did it corrupt him or did someone corrupt his body? And he copes with it with substance abuse and other things that he abuses. Yeah. It was kind of like how, you know, Zappa would be the one who wouldn't participate in drinking or, or doing drugs so that he, and would facilitate it to his other members so that he could have control over that, that group and show pornography to his children. Like this, this stuff has been around for a long time and it, it's nothing, it's nothing new and it's not, no, the music, the music <laughs> industry has, has not changed since the sixties. Like it, it's, it's not like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they're doing this now. Oh no. No, no, this is, this is all just like, it's all classic stuff. Yeah. And then I see here too, uh, reportedly Diddy spent 48 hours with Justin Bieber when the young superstar was just a teenager. I mean, I'm sure they spent a lot more time together, but given Diddy's controversial history with teenage boys, it raises concerns about his alleged behavior towards Justin. There are reports that Diddy showed Justin a Ferrari 
maybe a Lamborghini too, like I said earlier, uh, Justin, a Ferrari and promise him the opportunity to drive it once he turned 16. Even though Justin was only 15 at the time, furthermore, it is alleged that Diddy offered Justin a mansion, which he could supposedly have had when he turned 18. Um, and yeah, it's important to note that there's no concrete evidence to support these allegations. They raise questions about Diddy's motives behind such extravagant gifts. Such uh, Some speculate that these alleged actions may have been intended to involve Justin in activities unsuitable for his age. It is crucial to emphasize the need for proper parental guidance and protection for young celebrities, especially in potentially vulnerable situations. Yeah, and like with that last article with Justin Bieber's mom saying that she, she needed to take parental control. It's like, well, you're waiting till he's like an adult to do that. Like, he's, why are you letting these monsters around your kid and going to sex parties? And, Oh, it horrified me that he was drinking and doing drugs. Like you watched him do that. Like how, how, what is going on? Or, or do, or do these people like own the police and you can't call the police? Like, is that what's going on too? Like, I don't, there, or there's, lying. There's, there's no way they don't know like okay oh so we're oh this we're gonna send our our child off uh to to these uh the to to hang out with these powerful media figureheads and musicians yeah they're what are what are uh, musicians known for that's right praying and going to church and three meals a day and treating their body right no obviously everyone knows what these people are known for like se sending your kid off to that it's it's like sending your kid off to fight in a war and being surprised that they got shot at like you yeah. you know what you're getting into with this so no these these people they're they're essentially selling their their children into like sex slavery because they know mm. what's going to go on. They, they, they know. Now, I, I'll be a little more lenient with Usher. Because it was 1988 as opposed to, you know, 2010 or whatever, 2009 when Justin Bieber came onto the scene. I can't, I can't remember. I might even be wrong with that. But it's still, like, maybe you're not quite sure like which kind of genre the, the the drugs and the alcohol is is associated with as far as what mainstream audiences know like people people know the, the rock and roll lifestyle comes with that and but now everyone knows that like jazz is associated with heroin and you know all the like all the motown people were like, like eventually they all started doing crack and like they, they were just all a bunch of degenerate junkies. Like it, it's, it's not the clean cut image that was presented. I will be a little more lenient with Usher. Maybe they didn't know at the time that like this was going to happen, but there's no excuse with Justin Bieber, especially in the internet age. When, when, how many documentaries or even movies have come out about all these musical acts and about how they were all degenerates and drugs were pushed on all of them and just everything bad happened to them. It, the the information's out there. You you know, they just they, uh, the the devil came. He brought a suitcase full of money, and they just took it. No questions asked. That's what happened. Now, not everyone has the opportunity to let their their child be become a superstar. Nah, maybe they thought like, hey, we this is our chance. Our son likes singing. He's good at it. 
So uh, who are who are we to say no, right? But what? But what? Like, what did it actually cost them? Uh, it, ruining the youth is, is the. I think it's the worst thing you can do is to corrupt a child because they can't recover from it. Their brain doesn't. It's not able to not only handle it, but like like you're stuck. Like you're not going to get better. Like like I, I remember people would be like, oh, like. Would you rather? And it's like, oh, or what do like some stupid thing that's like, oh, for a hundred million dollars, would you let someone do this to you? And it's like, oh, sure, but you know, I'd, I'd spend the rest of all that money the on therapy. Yeah, what's the cost <laughs> like, of a good night's sleep? Like, what's the cost of not having nightmares for the rest of your life? What's the cost of not having post-traumatic stress disorder? Like, the thing is, there are military veterans that fireworks remind them of the things of the combat that they saw. Like uh, imagine like a leather chair reminding you of trauma. Like you just like, you can't go to any furniture store. Like you can't go to most people's houses. And obviously that's just an example, leather chair. Like, cause it's something is going to set you off. Cause it's, it's really like you, you're given, you're given like some serious money. You're like, you're going to be a star. You're going to be a millionaire, maybe even a billionaire. You can be a self-made woman like Rihanna. <laughs> this comes, this comes with a price and it's not Herpes. like, uh, well, that, I mean, that was one. <laughs> price. Yeah. She also got beaten <laughs> half to death by Chris Brown. And, yeah, and she, she, she probably, <laughs> no, Rihanna probably got passed around like, like a party. Oh favorite. yeah. Mm. I guarantee. And, and you know what? So did, Justin Bieber probably did too. I don't know. I wasn't there, but you, you generally don't turn to drugs unless like something bad is, is has happened to you. You're trying to numb the pain, right? Like, that's yeah. What? Yeah. <sighs> like, just, just like what you go going back to, uh, because it's, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's been almost an hour and we haven't mentioned Megadeth once. Like go, oh go watch yeah, I know. It's, sorry, everybody, but go watch, go watch the Megadeth behind the music. Like, you know, Dave, Dave That's was like a crazy. It is the best one, but Dave was like a crazy junkie, but Dave had an extremely traumatic upbringing and it just trauma followed him his whole life. So the, the guy was constantly trying to escape pain and you're basically putting yourself in that position to, to this level of fame and fortune. Like what you have to do, it you will turn to drugs to turn it off. Because that's that's so. Here's a question. All right, DJ, I, I got. I have a hypothetical for you. You well, ready? I'm bad at questions, but I'm ready. I could do this. Uh, well, well, this is a hypothetical, so it's not you know, it's not like the normal questions I ask you, like how was your day, or like you know, what'd you have for breakfast? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, so who did I beat up yesterday? Or get beat up yeah, by? Yeah. yeah. You're right. No, no, I won't. I won't make you think too hard about things like that. This isn't a memory game. So for for fifteen million dollars, will you become a heroin addict for one year? Uh, I I don't I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, so so no. Um, now am I shooting the heroin or just uh, the snorting it or smoking? 
But no, I say no to all. Dealer's choice. <laughs> so you're, you know, so you're I always say it. rehab you're is, re- rehab is for quitters. <laughs> yeah. So and I want to and and I'll 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 add this to context for for someone. Someone might be like, I don't know, for fifteen million dollars, like you could you know you could stomach it or whatever. Blah blah blah. <laughs> so, um, you you could definitely afford the the rehab. Fifteen million dollars. Your heroin's cheap enough that you're probably not gonna waste even close to that amount. You, your body can probably recover, but in that time, like what what permanent damage can you do if other than just outright risking a death by overdose? So much can go wrong, and that and that's kind of what a lot of these guys face, and. A lot of them come out okay, but most of them d- don't really escape controversy free. Oh, uh, I believe Usher and Justin Bieber have been, you know, they've had their own controversies and troubles with the law, um, let alone being addicted to drugs. Like that's, and we haven't even gotten into like, um, the actual like lawsuits and not only allegations, but little lawsuits going on against Diddy um, with, with these, these women that he apparently was uh, sex trafficking, gang raping um, and like, like 17 year old little high school girl. So it, it is like, he, he doesn't, uh, I guess he doesn't pick and choose his, his victims. He's open to all um, genders. Apparently like he doesn't discriminate based yeah. on that. <laughs> like yes, he is a total this, monster. Yeah, yeah. That this that's that's the thing is like he is a he is a powerful man who takes advantage of his power. And he mm-hmm. is he is not a bad person. He is an evil person. That's yes. the difference. But he is a the head or president of Bad Boy Records. Like Yeah, yeah. I I I guess they yeah. they won the uh the like East Death Coast, Row West Coast. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Death Row Records. I well, they lost the the East Coast West Coast War. P. Diddy came out on top, but mm-hmm. no one stays on the top for long. I guess. Uh, I, yeah, I guess not. But but like, I guess they're trying to go after a, a billionaire. Like, good luck. <laughs> like, like it. it there's too much, not only power and money to, to fight these things, but like you're never really going to know they the truth. They down Harvey Weinstein. Uh, that's one. You, you, you find enough bodies, you can, you can take down a billionaire. That, that's the thing. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to say this. I guess they got one. Kevin Spacey too. He wasn't a billionaire, but they, yeah, um, true. they, I'm going to say this one last time. I found this post in 2005 saying that Usher and P Diddy had sex. So the thing is that that's a body that someone stumbled upon and it wasn't really kind of uh, pushed on. So they, they kind of let that hang in. Now you can hide with your, with your billions of dollars and your legal team and your publicity from one body. But when you have multiple bodies 
and not just multiple bodies of nobodies, but big stars having their bodies discovered like Usher and Justin Bieber, those coming to light. And then, you know, young girls, enough people come out against you. That'll take someone down. They're trying to take down a billionaire. Well, the bad publicity will eventually take him down because P Diddy has already lost a bunch of endorsements. Yeah, does 18, he need those? I mean, I guess. Eight, 18 companies cut ties with Sean Combs' business venture in wake of sexual assault allegations. And this is from December 10th, 2023. Mm, the companies okay. confirmed with Rolling Stone magazine that they severed business relationships with Combs' recently launched platform, Empower Global. So Empower Global, founded by Combs in 2021, is an immersive e-commerce digital marketplace offering products from black owned businesses around the world. The platform is said to elevate the black economy by creating opportunities for black entrepreneurs to build and scale successful businesses for consumers. Luxury bag eyewear and apparel company house of Takura founder, Annette Nijau told the magazine she cut ties with empower global after learning of Cassandra Ventura's better known as R and B singer Cassie. Yes. Lawsuit against Combs. Now, here's the thing. The reason why I bring this up is if it's just hearsay, they're going to ignore it. Like, oh, this person said it. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, you're just trying to get some money. But these people know more than you and I do. Oh, yeah. See, so the DJ, if you tell your lawyer anything like about the guy who beat you up yesterday, and I say <laughs> to your lawyer, who beat up DJ yesterday? He's going to say, like, I can't discuss uh, uh, matters. Journey clan privilege. Yeah. But if you think that P. Diddy's lawyers are not talking to other people's lawyers in the, in this business, you're crazy. Like, these people are all friends together. Like, they're all... Because mm -hmm. they all have to coordinate how they can protect their no, clients. Yeah. Th this is... That 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 privilege only goes so far. Oh, don't you just shut up, shut up. Everybody knows that these these people are all a bunch of amoral monsters. And 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 what do you think the attorneys that represent them are like? These these are people that are trying to get like murderers and like, child rapists. Yeah, they're uh, out of prison, and and many times they're successful. They are, they are. So if eighteen companies cut ties with this billionaire, mm. they it's not just they see blood in the water, like they found the skeletons. Yeah, because they're leaving a lot of money on the table. I mean, to cut ties with a billionaire, uh, that's more than just hearsay, and. I did, maybe you stumbled upon this as well, but um, this woman who later identified herself as Liza Gardner filed a third lawsuit in which she claimed Combs and guy singer Aaron Hall sexually assaulted her, choking her several days later. A uh, spokesperson for Combs denied the allegations, of course, but uh, all three lawsuits Legal were, jargon. Yeah, all three lawsuits were filed under the Adult Survivors Act, a law that went into effect in November 2022 in New York that allowed individuals who said they were sexually assaulted a one-year window uh, during which they could use, they could sue their abusers, even if the statute of limitations had expired. Now, here's what's 
really kind of kind of interesting. Uh, I mean, it's it obviously despicable, but the suits against Combs were among a wave of lawsuits filed under the ASA, that's Adult Survivors Act, before it expired November 24th. The alleged assailants included Aerosmith frontman Steven Tyler, music executive Antonio L.A. Reed, and former Grammys chief Neil Portnow. Um, yeah, I guess I don't have to continue with that, but those are some pretty powerful names involved in, in this, this suit. Um, and it makes sense that, you know, the, these companies, 18 companies are cutting ties with, uh, with, with Diddler, you know, this billionaire who's got, you know, the endless oh, amounts and, of cash. And, oh, <laughs> and uh, this is all alleged. It's all alleged that he did these yeah. things. It's all alleged, you know, just, just so everyone knows, like, we don't know anything. We're, we're just alleging here, of course, but go on, go on. Yeah, and apparently he used his position of authority uh, as the accuser's boss and sexually assaulted her on multiple occasions in New York City and other locations throughout the country uh, during 2016 and 2017. I mean, uh, let's see. We have recently become aware of a lawsuit filed in New York by a former employee. The allegations, of course, allegations are from many years ago that were never brought to the attention of the company. Neither the plaintiff nor the executive is current employees of the company we are now investigating the allegations and our top priority is the safety and well-being of our employees a bad boy entertainment spokesperson said in a statement to people uh yeah i guess i'll I'll finish this one off this latest suit was filed after the asa deadline but falls under the new york gender motivated violence protection law which allows survivors a two-year window to file claims between march 1st 2023 and february 28th 2025 even if the statute of limitations on the abuse has expired so this saga is nowhere near done um and and oh it's just getting started (laughs) it's just just getting started brother (laughs) oh yeah i I like talking about megadeth more (laughs) it is more fun yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I should have talked about this earlier when you said it, like how old, like, you know, Iron Maiden is and stuff. And I remember, I think it's in the the decline of Western civilization part two, maybe it's part three, but Chris Holmes, he's in the, part the two. pool. Part two. Is it part two? Okay. And he's like, yeah, well, like, uh, part, uh, part two is the one where he's like, I'm a full blown alcoholic. Well, yeah, well, it's that seed, but he's like, yeah, like touring, you know, takes off four years of your life each year. And, you know, I toured, for, you know, for four years. He's like, I'm, I look like I'm 40, but I'm 29. So I'm wondering how old are the Iron Maiden guys in touring years? Like 385. <laughs> like like it, it does take a toll, like that lifestyle, but they, they at least aren't involved in this just grotesque, well, like, I like think- Hollywood, like, what is this? <laughs> what, probably happened, what it probably happened, it's uh, it's satanic grooming. Uh, but what probably happened with Iron Maiden was they probably had a wake up call at some point and realized like we need to take care of ourselves because this is brutal. Because I, I don't know about any drug use that Iron Maiden did, and that I, I maybe it's out there. I don't know. I literally, I, ju- I just don't know. I know Rob Halford had admitted to it. In, in the eighties, um, I never looked into Iron Maiden enough to do that, but maybe at some point they just decided 
that like this lifestyle is really harsh. Like we need to do something to, to counteract it. So they may have just gotten into, I don't know, whatever kind of physical fitness or hardcore dieting or, or something. Yeah. And we know like, Oh, I was going to say like, like what's that? I was, well, nothing, nothing. Go ahead. I was just going to say like Bruce Dickinson, you know, he's not just, a vocalist. I think he could play guitar as well, but he's like a historian. He's written books. He um like he that, can fly the, planes. He's a like yeah, a world class so, fencer. Like he's a like an all around guy. I'm sure the other guys are too. Like when you're surrounding know, yourself with know, good people. I know Dave Murray and Nico McBrain play golf. Okay, that's something. They don't uh groom little boys like <laughs> like probably, probably not. not. Not that I know of. Yeah. See, and that, and I, I think that that's kind of like the, the difference between the, the millionaire and the billionaire. Cause I, I heard back in like 2008 ish that Iron Maiden got about a million dollars per show. Now, granted that, that doesn't mean like they get a million dollars in their pocket because that's one split between the band members six ways. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's split between the crew Production, and they got a big, big show that, that they yeah, do. It costs yeah, a lot of money. They, you know, they, yeah, and then they have to. Traveling costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so ga- got a plane. <laughs> they, well, I'm sure they bought the plane with the profits that they made over the years, but but they have to pay the, the crew members. Like They have to give them, they have to provide food for them as well. They have to provide a place for those people to, to stay. Oh, yeah. You know, you need to. You need to, uh, you know, give some shelter. So, I'm, and I'm not saying like at the end of the day, yeah. I mean, only ma- they're only making five dollars a show because, uh, but they, they play so many shows. No, no, I'm I'm sure they walk away with a very, very handsome check because a million dollars a night. That like imagine you have like seven million dollars a week. How much does a hotel room cost? We'll say like back in 2008, maybe like a hundred bucks a person. Let's say their their crew maybe maybe it's maybe it's fifty people, maybe it's fifty people. So uh, we'll just say, and, and maybe some people we'll, we'll say they nobody doubles up. Everyone gets their own room. So that's that would be uh, five thousand dollars just for there. Oh, so you're at nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred and uh, <laughs> ninety five, whatever. That like it's oh it's a lot of money left over. And that's just for that. How much does food cost for everybody? Well, you're not all eating uh, a $200 steak every night. Maybe they do that at the end of the show or the end of the tour or the beginning of the tour, something like that. But for the most part, they're probably eating pretty modestly. Maybe not like you know, Burger King or, or uh, Little Caesars, but maybe some something average. Like they get some decent caterers. But still, that, I mean, that's a lot of money. But they're they're making enough money to be probably pretty wealthy. But they're not like these power mad moguls, because mm-hmm. that that's where it seems to be. It's these people at the top, and it and there's something about them, like they they get into these positions of power. And it have you ever seen the movie? Uh, uh, beyond the mat. It's a wrestling documentary from like 25 years ago. 
Uh, I haven't. I don't think I have. Okay, there, there's, a, there's a part in it that that's pretty interesting, where uh, Jake the Snake Roberts is talking about like <laughs> life on the road, like you know, you have like a, you know, he's married, but he has like a different woman every night, and then he, uh, then he has sometimes two women, then three women, then two women at a time, and then watching two women, and it just it keeps escalating. And then he says, by the time I come back home to my wife to, to make love, it's just like, it's, it's nothing's enough. Like it, it's mm. like his, his, the his appetite. view of sex. Yeah. It's become so perverted mm. that he can't actually make love with his wife anymore because, you know, like you just a normal person is like, Oh, there's a woman. Like I, I want to you know, make a family with this person. But then, then eventually women just start becoming toys and it's like getting a new one. Is, it's, it's no object like, ah, yeah, I'll just, just get it and go. I want, I want a woman. I'll just go get one. Like I'm so rich and powerful. Like women will want to be with me. And then eventually it's not enough. So you need the next level. And then that, and that's where I think a lot of these people turn to abusing little boys because that that's like the ultimate taboo. Like it, it's like I've had, I can have any woman that's not exciting. Like, Ooh, a little boy that's illegal. And it's, it's taboo. Like if I can get that, like, then I know that like I have all the power because that's what it's about with these people because you don't need a billion dollars. You don't. That's one thing like you're, you're worth a billion dollars because you know, you, you got some companies or whatever, but these people like seek out a billion dollars and I'm not saying that's good. Like I, I think it's, I'm perfectly fine with stripping most of these people of their money. And it's essentially because it's always revealed that these people are extremely corrupt. They are up to no good. And there just seems to be a pattern here that the, these billionaires, they all seem to, to like, once they get in a position of power, they all become like sexual deviants. Like they all become defilers of innocence. Maybe there's some exceptions, but exceptions are not the rule. Yeah, exactly. And it begs the question, you know, why don't more people, you know, come out with this and, and, you know, and, and well, expose them. Well, and <laughs> what do you, do you have a theory on that? Cause I do. Well, I do as well. Um, well, yeah, just get, get to your theory. When, well, when you do that, you know, they, um, take away your career and, and they embroil you in your own scandals. And a lot of times uh, you're, you're working for these people. They're your that, boss. Yeah, yep that that's true. That's not the theory that I have, okay. but uh, th that's that's probably also true. And again, all of this is alleged. This is all alleged. Allegedly, nothing is proven, of course, and not. Diddy's uh, being blackmailed. Oh gosh, they just want his money. Oh, well, uh, poor guy. It's, hey, hey, it's Diddy possible. didn't do it. Diddy, Diddy didn't do it. Well, allegedly, Diddy didn't do it. Oh yeah, allegedly. But allegedly, he did do it. We don't know. We don't know. Of course, we're just, we're just, uh, you know, we're just, we're outsiders looking in, but one of the yeah. things that I, I think it is, cause I, I want to go back to this, this thing about, uh, Usher and 
I believe uh, a lot of them are just paid to not come out. Like, hey, like, oh yeah, um, hey, uh, I know that your your son cries every night, and um, uh, it's, here's some money, give him he, some drugs. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and he has he has uh, blood running down his leg. Um, uh, uh, yeah, but uh, you know, here here's uh, five million dollars, and just uh, yeah, you know, just don't don't ever talk about anything, and don't ask him anything, and if he tells you anything, he's lying. So here, here's a, a thing with Usher that, um, so allegedly Usher has, uh, eight, uh, herpes. Really? You don't say, well, you know, this was, um, according Derek Jeter has herpes. So I mean, who, who doesn't have herpes in this? this yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, uh, maybe, maybe, um, Maybe the same person gave Usher and Rihanna herpes. But on July 19th, 2017, documents leaked online allege that Usher has been a carrier of the herpes virus since 2009 or 2010 and that he infected a partner with it in 2012. It alleges that Usher paid the woman's doctor bills and settled a civil suit with her for $1.1 million. Mm-hmm. Amid the allegations, TMZ reported that another woman filed a $10 million lawsuit against Usher, claiming that he exposed her to the herpes virus without her knowledge or consent, which is a crime in certain states. TMZ followed up the story with another alleging that she increased her lawsuit to $20 million after testing positive. Three more claimants sued him on allegations of fraud, sexual battery, infliction of emotional distress, and more alleging that he was positive for the herpes virus and did not tell them in advance. All three were represented by attorney Lisa Bloom, who said on August 8, 2017, that one of her three clients had contracted genital herpes allegedly from him. One of the accusers, Quantasia Sharpton, said he had unprotected sex, or sorry, she had unprotected sex with him after a concert she attended. The other two accusers, one male and one female, preferred mm. to remain anonymous plaintiffs. Sharpton admitted she tested negative and Bloom stated she did not know if the singer had the disease. So again, this is all, this is all alleged. So all the, the waters get muddied, but we have all these accusations against all these people constantly and they're all linked. So you could say, well, everyone's trying to go after them. DJ, when was the last time you sued a rock star for a sexual assault, even though uh, you never met the person and they never did anything to you. Oh, I, I do it all the time, and I just, I just want you know that information to be out there to say that you know uh, Usher or or P Diddy, you know, uh, went after my virgin hole. <laughs> like oh, that's, that's just that's great oh, for oh, business. <laughs> oh, that's interesting because I've never done that because mm. I'm not freaking crazy. <laughs> well, you don't even know how crazy I can be. I know you don't even know who you beat up last night. You don't even know who you yeah. sued this morning. No, nope. but most people, they don't just like <laughs> have this idea. Like I'm going to sue this person because you have to prove that you were in the same room with them. And that it does get a little muddy. And here's the thing. If you defame someone and they counter sue you, they have the legal muscle to ruin your life. So like really yep. the only the really stupid and crazy people think like, yeah, I'm going to sue this person 
But here's the thing, though. So this this person, this uh, Quantasia Sharpton, said she had sex with him after a concert she attended, and uh, but she she uh, um, she admitted. Okay, I'm going to read this one more time. Oh yeah, all the three people represented by Lisa Bloom, who said on August 8, 2017, one of her three clients had contracted genital herpes from him. One of the accusers, Quantasia Sharpton, said she had unprotected sex with him after a concert she attended. The other two accusers, one male and one female, preferred to remain anonymous. Sharpton admitted she tested negative and Bloom stated she did not know if the singer had the disease. So here's my question on that. Was Quantasia Sharpton the one that claimed to have gotten genital herpes? Did she lie? Because it, it's un, the way that this is worded, this is my interpretation, is that someone got her claimed to get herpes from Usher, and then this person, Quantasia Sharpton, said she had unprotected sex with him because Usher was sued for allegations of fraud, sexual battery, infliction of emotional distress and more so this person could have had sex with him and there could have been fraud like yeah um yeah i'll, I'll take uh, i'll uh, i'll take you to my house and you know i'll treat you like a queen and and all that's whatever just like lied about a bunch of stuff like maybe that's what happened to quantasia sharpton and there were two other people like i got herpes from like uh my name is is uh daryl wilson I got herpes from Usher, and uh, I don't want anyone to know that I'm a homosexual because I got a wife and three kids. I want to remain anonymous, but yeah, I went from not having herpes to having herpes, and I had the only man I had sex with was Usher. So that's all entirely possible. Now, um, so this person, Quantasia Sharpton, uh, she tested negative. Bloom said she doesn't know if the singer had the disease. But um, uh, Usher paid a woman's doctor bills and settled the civil suit for $1.1 million in 2012. Now, there is medication that I think can reduce your herpes viral load very low, where the risk of spreading it is very low. Hmm. So it's very, it's very possible that he had sex with this woman and she just didn't get herpes from him. Yeah. And he probably told her that, oh no, I don't have herpes. We can do this, uh, you know, without a condom, that, you know, that, that could that be is, another thing. Yeah. But, and, and, and she just, got lucky and, and she didn't, didn't get it, you know? Yeah. And then there was, the, yeah. And there was two other people that, that had sex with Usher and got herpes. And then she was like, holy crap, I had sex with Usher too. Mm-hmm. Um, I might uh, need to get checked out. Yeah. And he told me, I, and, and this person could be a total scumbag, like where she can say like, well, I didn't get herpes, but he told me he didn't have them. I was scared. I, <laughs> no, 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 no. I said the person is a scumbag. Don't okay. interrupt me when I'm making good points. Wait till I make a bad point to interrupt me. All right, so okay. this person says, well, I didn't get herpes, <laughs> but I can get a big payday anyway. So that's probably what that person did. But the other people, they they probably, I mean, still, like if if you have sex with someone who's like, yeah, I don't have herpes, yeah, we're good, I'm good. You don't, we don't need to use protection. And then like a week later, they're like, oh yeah, I had herpes at the time, because herpes isn't just like you have like sores on your your private areas. 
No, it, it has long-term effects with it that can cause Alzheimer's, various types of cancers. It, it, it's, a, it's a pretty bad thing. It's not something like, yeah, I got it, you know, deal with it, live with it. It's not a big deal. It's actually a pretty big deal. So just, uh, and maybe, maybe the person did get it and they just, at the time, they, well, I don't know. I don't know how it works. So she tested negative. Maybe it comes up like later. I, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I, I don't have herpes. Okay. You sure so, know a lot about it. <laughs> I, I, because I'm so scared of it. <laughs> Go hang out with Usher. Or, uh, no, no. And going, back to, <laughs> and going back to the P. Diddy thing, um, the, the, this level of abuse to children, mm. it creates another abuser. Yep. So P. Diddy turned Usher into another version of himself. That That's kind of the, the, the end of all this. So all these other people that, that Usher did this to, well, there you go. The cycle continues because there were, there were three clients, two accusers, one male, one female. So he's doing this to men too. And I think this goes back to, to the, you know, it, one woman's not enough. Two women's not enough. Three women's not mm-hmm. enough. Three women at a time's not enough. Okay. Now men, like I'm going to do something different now, boys. Oh, yep. Yep. It's... Yep. The, the, the final taboo. And then, and next thing you know it, you know, you're in little St. James Island getting mm. recorded by Jeffrey Epstein on all those flight logs. Uh, yeah. I think even Megadeth wrote a song off euthanasia about that called family tree. You know, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that one, but it goes over, um, you know, sexual abuse in, in the family and how it perpetuates the problem and creates more monsters. Like it's, yeah, got to bring it full circle with my Megadeth here. And I do yeah, think that is sure. like, like the best hard rock album, you know, it's not their best. It's not a thrash album, but to me, I, it's I a nineties rock album. Yeah, exactly. And it, I love the mix and master, but I, I might be in the, uh, the minority there, but that's okay. I do actually really like that album, but it's not a thrash album. I don't view it as that. No, it's not. But and 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 another thing, because we'll 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 take a quick break from uh, talking about uh, child molesters. Talking about negative. <laughs> the, the the with risk is terrible. Okay, yeah. we'll we'll keep we'll keep saying that. So you know we're not we're not like you know pathetic sycophants. Um, cryptic writings and euthanasia are better 90s rock albums than Load and Reload. Like, Load and Reload are terrible. Euthanasia and Cryptic Writings are just bad Megadeth albums, because Megadeth really is those first four albums. That's Megadeth. Everything after that is is just, it's it's bonus content. Sure, yeah. Yeah, actually, Cryptic Writings was the first album. Well, I don't think I listened to it in entirety, but like the the song mastermind was literally the song that like got me into megadeth it was one of the first songs i heard of them i was like whoa what is this like oh that's not even like their like good stuff (laughs) like like, just wait but yeah like i heard that song i'm like oh man that is i've never heard anything like this before i need more my first megadeth song was the dread in the fugitive mind oh man yeah 
That's that is one of their best. I do yeah. think Addicted to Chaos is one of their best songs. Like that that actually made me want to become a drummer. I'm like, oh my gosh. I do like that song. I, I, I like all the songs on Euthanasia, but it's it's not a thrash record. And, right. And it there were yeah, there's a pretty funny interview with with Dave about that album coming out because that album was released on Halloween. Okay. And someone someone interviewed him and they're like, oh no, do you feel that there's some kind of significance with it being on Halloween because it's a metal album? And he said, Well, I guess better um Halloween than Christmas because it'll sell more a- albums before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I didn't even care. It's just like it's just a record. But yeah, I think that was the first record Dave wrote when he got like actually sober. Were, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure like, I, I, um, cause he did, he did, I don't know if he flatlined, but I know I'm pretty sure he overdosed. Well, that's and, what, and then, uh, two Le Monde was about. Right. I think. I, I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I think it's, so. it's, uh, it's, songs, <laughs> lyrics aren't written necessarily happy. But, <laughs> I, mean, I, I can, I can see that. But, uh, yeah, um, I, I think, I think we've, we've, we've painted enough of a picture here about, uh, P Diddy. allegedly it's all alleged, oh, you know, yeah, he, he allegedly did it. He allegedly didn't do it. Who knows? Who, who knows? You know, only, only a, an honest, did he do fair, it? <laughs> did he, did he do it? It's oh. only, you know, we'll have a, a only a, an honest and fair court of law can, uh, can, well, you know, that'll all, uh, decide everything for us. Yes. We, we know there's the, you know, we can trust, uh, the, the lady justice as they say. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you know, P Diddy's like, Oh, I'm fighting for my name. Oh, oh I, I, I didn't do it. I'm going to remain innocent. You know, they, you know, mm-hmm. they, they all say it, you know, they're, they're yeah. like, no one's like, yeah, I did it, but I'm going to beat it. No, like their lawyers tell them. <laughs> I deny, deny, we're going to get you out of this. We'll find a way because that's how the law is set up in, in this, uh, banana Republic where if you're rich and powerful, don't worry, we will, we will prevent you from doing any serious jail time. And, uh, yeah, so just sit tight and we'll all be good. But, uh, you know, that, that'll, that'll, that'll do it for, for this week. You know, we got, uh, we got, we got some exciting stuff, uh, coming up and again, you know, please, uh, please, uh, help us out. Show us some love on the Patreon. We got bonus stuff there. We got bonus episodes. We got some, some funny stuff. Our episodes always come out early on, on the Patreon. So like you, you want to hear it, you'll, you'll hear it, you know, many, many days in advance. And we, we got a lot, we got a lot of good stuff planned for, for 2024, but you know, the, the, the more you can financially support us, like the, the better of a production we, we can give to you. And it's also just makes us feel better knowing that you like us that much. can't neglect our mental health exactly (laughs) 
<laughs> talking about these monsters really does does a does a number on our mental health, you know. Uh, yeah, gotta, yeah. I mean, hit the therapist. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you dwell on this for too you long. Think we like doing this. <laughs> I kind of do because I, I really hate I really hate these people, and it, it does yeah. feel good. It, it and feels good exposing all of their dirt. No, it feels good. Like you know, you you, you this is what you wanted. You didn't want the metal, you, but this yep. is what you wanted. So mm, exactly. this is what you get. Yeah, it was with Usher, you know, being the main performer at the Super Bowl. Um, if you're there, you know, please like don't touch him or have sex with him, especially unprotected. Uh, please try <laughs> okay. to not have sex with Usher. <laughs> you know, do you your know. best on that one. Yeah, keep it in your pants, uh, ladies and men and little boys. You know, do, do, yes, your, do you try try that? You know, because it, it's it's getting nasty. And and these psychopaths, I keep saying it. These psychopaths keep getting rewarded. You know, like after the Super Bowl, you get like literally millions of, of streams. And you know, we did do a, an episode uh, on the Spotify on our Patreon, so go check that out. You get the episodes free, like AC said. And and some people are like, oh, uh, why are you talking about this? And, and you know, I do have to say, like, you know, we are the metal podcast is a music show from a heavy metal perspective. You know, we discuss all facets of the music industry of the past, present, and probable future. We do bring on diverse guests, we keep it informative, humorous, and always honest, as you know, as you could tell. And we don't just do heavy metal, that's just our jumping off point. We focus on music as a whole. And, you know, we're happy to support others, you know, but, you know, help us out, you know, with our Patreon. And, and if we do play your song or have you on the show, please, you know, give us, you know, your links because we want to promote. We want people to make it make it easy to find you, you know. So so help us out with that. We are willing to put in the work and we appreciate all of you. You know, AC, any, any final, final thoughts and words, anything I missed? Uh uh, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll just add on to to the uh, given given the links, and we want to promote you. Like we want to create a parallel music market because the people that have their hands on the levers of power in the music world now, they're telling people what to like and what is popular. This is what you should listen to. This is what's hot. They don't find a song like, oh, that's a hit. Oh, yeah, this one's going to be a hit. No, they just play it over and over, and then it becomes a hit. It just becomes earwormed into people's heads, and then you just like back to the Abe and Eubanks, like, oh, I hate this song. Oh, no, I kind of like this song. Yeah, they, they, so that's how it works. So we can create our, our, a parallel music market, and we like essentially beat the algorithm. Like it's a, it's a two-step plan. One, we defang everything that they put in front of us. We, we show that the emperor has no clothes and then we show people, Hey, like you want some real music. Cause we've, we've had plenty of, like we've played a Kelly Clarkson song. You could say, well, we have never played a Niggy Azalea song, but, but again, like, Oh, is it Kelly Clarkson part of that? It's like, yeah, yeah sure. But the point is, like if someone had a song like that, like we we wouldn't be opposed to playing it. Like we, I'm I'm not anti-pop. Just in general, like oh pop, yuck. Oh no, I don't have a problem with that existing. But if you're an independent like pop artist, that's for, I'm I'm fine playing that because these people 
tell you what is popular. The, they create the top 40. It is not organic at all. So we can just, the goal is to beat that. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a pretty big goal and it, it is a long shot, but I mean, we're, we're trying, we are tr genuinely trying. So, uh, that being said, uh, DJ, what, what song do you have for us? Yeah. So out? we got our, um, our friends from Finland. You know, and yeah, we take submissions from all over the world. We like to make friends with, with, um, with, with, you know, as many people as we can, as long as they're cool. And these guys are incredibly cool. Um, we got In the Cage by Rylos. So thank you again for that. Go check that out. And please, everyone, stay away from Usher and P. Diddy. <laughs> and, 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 you will, and you will stay safe out there, I promise you. 